0: Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. Please fasten your seat belts. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness, and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, you will listen to the audio from another video attempt. I speak with Nick Van No of Fluffy Tiger Massage in Durham, North Carolina. Nick discusses his belief in the power of fire cupping therapy. So let's speak now with Nick Van No. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com. Well, I do appreciate you coming. to so this—I don't know if you've heard any of my any of the podcasts. I have. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So this is a podcast that where we discuss beliefs. But it's kind of different because we don't discuss necessarily the belief itself. I want to know more so why you believe what you believe and how it is that you have come to believe what you believe. All right. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to you. And I was I remember looking at your website, but it's been a while because I think it took us a while to to get scheduled up for you yeah. to come here. But I do appreciate you being here.
1: Sure. Thank you for the invite. That was uh, really out
0: of the blue. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like new things. I'm like, who is this Mark Solomon
0: guy? And <laughs> well, yeah. I- I'm sure you're not the first person to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then I start to click on the link within your email. Yeah. And that's it. I start listening to some of the episodes. Huh, like, oh, that's interesting. So, oh, good. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Well, again, thank you so much for coming. It's a nice day. Uh, hopefully you don't have any fear of chickens. No fear, chicken. Because I don't think think they're around right now. I think they're hiding, which is good. You happen to have a a strong belief about something you wish?
1: I strongly believe that cupping therapy works. And I'm very happy that you asked me to come on so then we can discuss why I believe in this so passionately. Where there are medical professions, uh, professional who say that's just pseudoscience. Okay. So it'd be, uh, I think, be informative for your listeners too, because not many people know what cupping is. Anywho.
0: Okay, great. So well, that sounds, and I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. So that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. What is cupping therapy?
1: So cupping therapy is an ancient modality to help humans get muscle tension relief. It have a positive effect on certain internal issues that we have, not just for muscular tension relief.
0: Okay. So cupping therapy helps your muscles. Right. And what, uh, I would imagine there's people who are listening who haven't heard of cupping therapy before. What exactly happens in cupping therapy?
1: So cupping therapy is a the practice where the practitioner utilizes a cup that can be made out of several materials. In ancient time, people used animal horns, bamboo cups, and as humans evolved, we created cups out of ceramic, glass, and now most popular is silicone and polycarbonate, hard plastic cups. So the practitioner would deliver a vacuum suction on the targeted muscle or the error that you want to work on, or you want to target a certain illness or condition that you're having internally. And then you place the cup strategically on the body and pull the vacuum on it and let the magic happen.
0: And what is that magic? So there's a vacuum. What happens? Right. So
1: that magic, I said, is when your muscle tissues are being pulled up by this negative pressure by the cups, so how is that beneficial to us human is when we are pulling a vacuum on our tissues, you're giving your body spacing in between those tissues under the skin, which you cannot see. But there is an MRI imaging on Google that you can find by Dr. DePrato to show you what is happening underneath that we cannot see with our naked eyes. So with spacing in our tissues, we are actively calling for our blood flow system to bring fresh oxygenated blood to flow into that area to replenish, restore, and help heal that
0: area with
1: fresh nutrients.
0: So there's a vacuum and a cup, and you push the cup up, and, and so it puts a space between the skin and your... Uh, you no, know,
1: the cups stay direct contact okay. with your skin, and there's a mechanical pump now where you oh, I relieve um, what you call evacuate the air inside right. of the cylinder shape, which is the cup, and it pulls your vacuum. If you ever have a vacuum cleaner yeah, yeah, exactly, sure. over your skin, uh-huh. that's what it would feel like, but in a constant vacuum state.
0: Yeah, and I truly don't know anything about cupping therapy, so... What is it that by pulling by a suction pulling up your skin how does that heal you how does that help
1: It helps because again you're pulling fresh oxygenated blood flow to come directly to that area now that you have created all that space so now your tissue is primed to absorb the nutrient that come in from that fresh blood flow for example if you are An athlete or everyday people who have, go to the gym, you have a workout session for 45 minutes. You work on your quad, your glute, your hamstrings, your calf. Now, a lot of experts will tell you trying to replenish, feed your body within the 60 minutes post-workout. Why is that? It is because now within those 60 minutes after your workout, your muscle, your system is primed. They're primed to accept and absorb the nutrient that you're feeding it. So, same thing with cupping. Now, when the cup is on with a constant vacuum on your tissues, your tissues are in a prime state to absorb the nutrients to help it repair whatever the injury or or ache that you have in that spot.
0: Uh, On a scale from 1 to 7, how confident are you that cupping works as a therapy
1: i would go at seven maximum amount of belief in my own personal and professional opinion that cupping therapy works
0: on a scale from one to seven how important is it for you to believe in things that are true
1: i would say at seven right we human beings we always say give me the truth it's, it's harsh or it's terrible. You want, to know the it, truth. Man, you want to know the truth, right? And then you can respond to that truth.
0: How do you know it is true?
1: In regard to
0: cupping therapy, cupping,
1: I know it's true based on my own personal experience and the experience of my paying customers.
0: Is personal experience a reliable way to know whether something is true?
1: My opinion, yes. How so? How so? Because after a heavy workout, you know, or strenuous activities, I cannot raise my arm at the frontal raise or lateral raise. After I put cups strategically on my deltoids, my pectoral muscles, after a 10 to 15-minute treatment, I'm able to do my frontal raise and lateral raise. And that is perfect example of proof that cupping therapy works for me on personal experience.
0: What if there's a person named Tommy and Tommy comes to see you and his muscles are hurting and he wants to know whether cupping therapy works and he's paying you for it to happen and you're putting the cups on him, and afterwards, he feels better. Is it possible that he feels better for a reason that's different from cupping therapy, or are we certain that it would be from cupping therapy?
1: Excellent question, Mark. Now, I know, for example, Tom would feel better However, at my practice at Fluffy Tiger Massage, I preach to all of my clients and my students that I teach. Having your client feel better is one thing. We must elevate the standard of our treatment by showing them that they got better. So we humans always say seeing is believing, right? How do you see? that you got better. So what I do is, when Tom comes in, if he said, Nick, my neck hurt, I can't turn left, I can't turn right, I can't look up or down, because yeah. my neck is stiff, I slept funny right, last right. night. You know, my wife threw me in the doghouse or whatnot. So what I do is, I would have Tom move a certain way that bothers him, and mm-hmm. I take pictures. Right. to To see how how, how far much he a, could go of a range of motion he right. has. And then after the session, he'll tell me he'll feel better. I say, Tom, hold on. Let me take some picture of the same poses that we took pre-session. And then I show him right then and there. Look, before I lay my hand and cups on you, when you turn left, that's all you got. But look at you now, you your chin touching your shoulder. So that's how we know that it's effective, not just by, oh, I feel better.
0: Right. So there's a test that you employ to know whether cupping therapy has worked for your clients and doing the neck test is one test. So for example, let's say you had Tommy and then you had Todd and then you had Jim and you had several people come to see you. Let's say they just as a thought experiment, they came with the same problem with their neck and you did a pre and post testing. And let's say that with all those people who came on a given day, let's say six people came on a given day, and then you did the post test, right. and it turned out for whatever reason that they couldn't move their head uh, any further than they could beforehand. If that happened, would you have less confidence that cupping therapy works at that point?
1: That is a beautiful way to ask that question, Mark. So, based on my f- 15 years of experience, I haven't had a client who said after the session that sure. it didn't improve. Sure. And, and, Therefore, yeah. But but
0: if if that happened, if let's just say was, that happened over like eight times, ten times. Would you have less confidence in cupping therapy at that point, or would mm. you feel as strong as you do about it now?
1: Right. So even if we have, if I have a client who said, oh, that didn't work for me, X, Y, Z, my confidence and passion in cupping therapy would not change one bit. Oh, okay. I would remain 100% uh, believe in the effectiveness of it.
0: Okay. So it seems like that wouldn't be a good test then of whether cupping therapy works because regardless of the outcome of the test, you're still going to believe in cupping therapy as strongly as you did before. Is there a test that we could employ that would show us whether cupping therapy works?
1: Right. That's, that's a good question, too. Now, in the professional uh, scientific world, there's so many researchers who are smarter than I at big institution universities
2: Mm -hmm.
1: have tried to address that same question to show the public and the medical profession that, hey, man, look, cupping therapy works. However, many years of research and studies with, with certain kind of data and key metric numbers, there's no metric that will ever, in my opinion, will show that, hey, This is how we're going to test cupping therapy to show everyone that it works.
0: There's no way to test what it works? There's no
1: way to test. And I'm here to tell you, Mark, it is because in the medical world, what they have is RCT, randomized controlled trial Mm -hmm. or testing. That is the gold standard to test and to see if a certain medication, drug, technique, works. Yeah. There's no way to randomize control test cupping therapy, right? It's either one group received cupping. There's no way to have a placebo group. It is either you got cupped or you didn't get cupped.
0: So, There's no way you think to to put a cup on somebody and not have the active uh, vacuum that people I'm just trying to think of a test of right. what we could do.
1: So if you have a cup sitting on your quad right. with no negative pressure or right. vacuum, so that cup is not doing anything. In theory, that's kind of like a placebo. Right. However, there's no measurement out of that, right? If you have no pressure on the muscle, right. you can't measure a certain key metric. So say if you have yeah. a vacuum pull on your quad, they have a way to measure how much of uh, torque, how much pressure, right. and what it's doing for your muscle.
0: And it's also not a true test because exactly. you would know which group you're in, whether you're in the control group or the regular group, because exactly. you would feel the suction exactly. on, on your so, skin. So, you
1: know, as we're sitting here chatting today, 2021, there's still no method to clearly state or prove that, hey, cupping works. Although there are many studies out there that you can pull up yeah. about how cupping therapy help with migraines, fibromyalgia. They have different key metrics right. to measure how it helps someone who have migraines or fibromyalgia or or muscle aches. But the, the medical world won't, and, and the public won't accept it because yeah. it's pseudoscience. There's no randomized control to yeah. show that, hey, Mark, look, It's real because we have the data, we have the science, right? With the pandemic going on last year, everyone wants to have the science and the data, Mm -hmm. right? So that makes me think about when you have Professor Koenig from Duke, right? He's the uh, professor and the co-founder of the program at Duke. How do you believe that God's real? There are no scientific evidence, right, to, to, to show that God exists.
0: Well, with cupping therapy, mm-hmm. and it seems like you've had a lot of clients who have had good benefit from it. What I would like to know is how could we tease apart whether it is cupping therapy that's helping them or something else? Because I'm sure when someone comes to you, they're they're hurting and you're a nice person, obviously, and you talk to them and you and you're friendly and And they probably just might feel better, regardless after the therapy's over, because you know right. you're a good person to talk to. How can we know whether it's cupping therapy or something else?
1: Now, if it's something else, Mark, I do charge extra for my shrink service you're right no no, no i I, 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 I use that all the time, like, yeah. you know what you just say has some truth to yeah. it, right, especially what we had in 2020, right? when people isolate at home and then they come to a service provider who right. talk nicely, and I think that also have an effect yeah, mentally. However, muscles are muscle, right? If you come in and you say, Nick, I just work in my yard and mm-hmm. I can't move my back now. I, I think I bent over all day yesterday. Yeah. Now I can't stand straight up. I don't care what kind of nice things I have to say to you, Mark." and I do nothing for your back, after an hour with me at my office that you pay for, you're not going to be able to move and stand up still. You see what I'm saying? So
0: Well, maybe I should ask this then. If, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if cupping therapy didn't work like you thought it did, and it was something else, if it didn't have the effect you thought, how could we find that out?
1: Man, that is a mystery of mysterious questions, right? How do we find out? How do we find out is if I put the cup on your back, yeah, your low back, you say, right. I've been digging in my yard all weekend. Now I can't stand up Sure, I can't turn and move. If I put the cups on you for 20 minutes, I remove the cup and have you stand up and try to do those same range of motion that you couldn't do before— and you still can't do it, then I might start to wonder. Not start to not believe. I'll start to wonder. Right. Like, huh. You know what I'm saying? Well, what would it
0: take to show you that cupping therapy didn't work if it didn't work? What what would you need to see to show you that it's not cupping therapy that's helping your clients?
1: Right. So... There's a way to do that, and I have tried this, right? You stop the person from receiving cupping therapy that that come to you periodically, say once every four weeks they come for cupping to help them with migraines. Right. And they, they insist that, man, Mark, your cupping work on me. You take them off from cupping for three months. So they missed three cupping sessions. Okay. And if they say, hey, Mark, my migraine got worse. Right. Or, Nick, I feel like I missed cupping. It it helped me with my pain. You took me off three weeks. Now I feel miserable. The migraine come on more frequent and more intense. That's how I can tell that, hey, cupping was helping this client.
0: So you telling me that if someone came to you with migraines, and you gave them cupping therapy, and then the migraines went away, right? And let's say you saw them uh, six months later, and they said that they still don't have migraines, um, and I don't think I need to come back to see you. Are you saying that at that point you thought you would think that that cupping therapy didn't help them?
1: No, I would think that cupping had a role.
0: So you're in, saying that cupping therapy helped them with their migraines if they didn't come back to see you and helped them with their migraines if they did come back to see you.
1: So if they haven't come back for six months. Yeah. Right, and they say in those six-month period, yeah, their pain didn't get worse. Right. So I would say, hey, what other things did you do yeah. To help maintain the migraine from coming back while I still would believe cupping work. Cupping did something. It might right. have triggered something in their chemicals in their system to alter the way it flow in there. Right. You, you know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Let's just as an example, a thought experiment. Let's say that I believe. That jello, you know what jello is, right? Right, right. <laughs> Everyone is o jello. Jello cures migraines.
2: Mm.
0: I believe it. And when I give jello to people who have migraines, they, uh, after a while, if I give them jello, like maybe three days or five days in a row, they'll feel better. And um, sometimes it, they'll feel better for a long time. Sometimes they'll feel better for a short time. And uh, sometimes it takes several jello. Uh, eatings to feel better, and what if I told you, just as this for this thought experiment, that it's not the Jello, that's a false belief, but I believe it. Mm-hmm. And what if I told you that nobody could talk me out of that belief, no matter what you said to me, I will believe it till the day I die that Jello helps. With migraines, what do you think about my belief? I think it's wonderful, Mark. If you are someone
1: who suffers from migraine pains, and when you believe, "Hey, man, when I eat the Jello, my pain goes away," why not believe it? Keep eating the Jello. Whatever make you feel better, right now, Nick, Jennifer, Mark. Might might not believe that. Might think, oh man, Mark's what was it? What's in the heat? jello?
0: So eating right? jello may make me feel better or make someone else feel better, but it ne- might not be necessarily true.
2: Hmm.
1: So even if it's not hundred percent true, right? Now, now, now we're we're veering off a little bit, right? Sometimes a false true. If it's helpful. Why not believe that it is true?
0: So it's okay to believe in a false truth if it's helpful.
1: I agree. Just like
0: when is cupping true in a universal objective sense, or is it a false truth possibly that helps you feel better?
1: Mm, that's a oh, that's a simple yet complex question mark, right? To me and many other providers, researchers, people who have PhDs, not post-hole diggers, real PhDs from Stanford, Notre Dame University, the professionals among myself believe cupping is true. Although we can't prove it scientifically, but it's true. The reason we believe it's true is because we can see results. Now, these people have results from labs, all right? I see results from real-life experience. I do it for a living. I teach it for a living, right? And if it was a pseudo-true, pseudo-science, it would not not have last over 5,000 years.
0: Does believing that something is true make it true? Man.
1: If it's a real true, then yeah, it is true, right? But if it's not true yet helpful, I always believe that we should believe it because it's helpful. Now, if you believe it but it's harmful and it's it's not true, then that's that's a bad truth to believe in. Bad, false truth to believe
0: in. So you know, I have chickens running around my yard. Yes. Let's say I don't know how many chickens there are. There are either, either an even or odd number of chickens. I don't know what the answer is. I presume you don't know what the answer is. But there is an answer. Right. Does what I believe or what you believe have any effect on what that answer is?
1: It shouldn't because the number of your chicken in your yard should be a firm number once we take count.
0: Whether somebody believes that cupping therapy is something that works or cupping therapy that is something that doesn't work, should that have an effect on whether cupping therapy works? And it might. I'm just trying to think it through.
1: It's it's a complex, it's a simple thing. Does it work or does it not work, right? When you put it that way, it's simple, yet it's very complex.
0: If I choose to believe that cupping therapy doesn't work, Will it work on me?
1: It may. Now, that's, it is, that, that's a great question, Mark. I love it. If that was the case with my real paying client at my office, I would propose a treatment plan for this person. Give it a chance. Give me three sessions where it's kind of like an experiment, right? The first treatment may not have an effect on you. The second and third treatment may start to change that flow in your system internally. And then you start to feel, once you start to feel the change, your system might function differently and your yeah. body can feel and move. The way you move is different. And then you start to say, hey, man.
0: Well, how would we know if it wasn't a placebo in the sense that I want it to work and it's like taking a sugar pill and me believing that it works, works, versus that there is something about the actual cupping, the suction, the vacuum, that's doing something for my muscle.
1: Right. So, result, seeing the result, and feeling the result is what I call seeing, is believing, and
0: that's your result. It could be because of the vacuum. It could be because of the suction. It could be because of the placebo. We don't know, what you're saying. Or do we?
1: So... When you come in with a skeptical mind, Mm -hmm. right? I can't change your mind just by telling you that, hey, it's worked wonderful. It's X, Y, and Z. I can't place a placebo in you. You have to receive the cupping on you. Yeah. To say, hey, it didn't work. Or, hey, it did work. Now I have a change of mind, a change of heart because I can move. My pain is less.
0: But but could it work because I just want it to work?
1: In my personal opinion and professionally, it wouldn't work
0: that way. How could we find that out?
1: We find that out because if you already have a skeptical thought that, hey, this guy's full of it. This cupping thing is full of it. Okay. But I'm going to try. Right. Just to see.
0: Right. So if you... Have, I see. So if you have a skeptical mind and you go to do cupping therapy and you don't believe it and it works, then cupping therapy works.
1: Exactly, right? So this is someone coming in... But what in, if
0: I go with a skeptical mind and it doesn't work? Then cupping therapy doesn't work.
1: It doesn't work for that particular I, Okay, person. so then
0: it still works.
1: It still works in my mind.
0: How could we find out it doesn't work if it doesn't
1: work? If it doesn't work, the, the, the person that's receiving the therapy would say, hey, it didn't work, even though it's the first session, and then they say, oh, it didn't work. I don't want to try ever again, wasting my money. And, and we should understand that, right? That's yeah. their position. However, same thing going back to your previous podcast with Professor uh, Koenig mm-hmm. how do we know that God exists The millions million billion of people who believe in God Jesus Christ mm-hmm. or Allah or, mm-hmm. or whoever God they worship how do we know how do we Right, there are no scientific evidence to prove that hey man God is real God is should, right there
0: should we believe in things that we don't know We will continue our conversation with Nick Van No of Fluffy Tiger Massage in Durham, North Carolina, as he discusses his belief in the power of fire cupping therapy right after this short break. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com.
1: no scientific evidence to prove that, hey, man, God is real. God is should, right there.
0: Should we believe in things that we don't know? We should. We should. Because, Mark,
1: we live in a world with, with a lot of bad things, right? Yeah. People are taking their own lives because yeah. they have no hope. Sure. No hope because they ain't got no faith, right? Because they don't believe. What, and to you, what does
0: faith mean?
1: Faith meaning believe in something that is good for you and the world, even though you cannot prove on paper or data that I say, see. hey, man, this exists, this works, right? But faith is what you feel.
0: So faith is believing in something mm-hmm. without evidence for that thing being true? Right, because something in life you just cannot prove. Should we believe in things that we don't have evidence for being true?
1: Again, if
0: it is helpful, why not believe? Well, in the beginning of the show, I asked you how important is it for you to believe in things that are true on a scale from one to seven. You said seven. Do you want to change your mind? No,
1: I'm adamantly firm on seven.
0: Even though— I'm a little confused. Because you really want to believe in things that are true at a 7, but you're telling me that with cupping therapy and other things, we don't know that it's true.
2: Mm,
1: most people do not know that it's true. I know there's some truth to it. That's why I, I said I'm adamant on the 7.
0: Now, But you're also telling me that if it wasn't true, you wouldn't be able to know that it wasn't true. So how do we know things are true if there's no way to know if they're not true?
1: Yeah, so you go by people's experiences. Say, like, if I've never been to, I don't know, Honduras, mm-hmm. and these people of Honduras telling me, Nick, there is a Godzilla in that river. Okay. How the heck, you and I, Mark, we tourists to Honduras. You and I wouldn't know there's Godzilla in that river. But okay. we're going to have to take the Honduran people' word that, hey, man, they live here all their life. This is their village. They know that river more than I know.
0: Well, if there's Godzilla living in the river and we want to know whether that's a true thing, if tr- if Godzilla exists, I would imagine, and tell me if I'm correct, that there's a test. There's a way we could find out whether Godzilla
1: exists. Yes, ma. You and I would go in that river,
0: wouldn't we? And if Godzilla or somebody <laughs> or if Godzilla went in the river, the, and 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 then there's a test. Or we could drain the river or who knows what and we could find out whether Godzilla is in the river or not. We'll make we'll find a we'll way. We'll find out. To... So we could we could probably get close, maybe not perfect to whether there's a truth there. Mm-hmm. Does cupping therapy work the same way? In a sense, yeah. We,
1: and again, you know, there are many researchers, scientists, PhD people from really big universities. He, these people are real smart. Over years and years, they have been trying yeah. to come up with ways to test this thing in the lab.
0: But I think you're telling me that there's not a a randomized control trial way, we could do that.
1: Because that is the only way the medical world would accept
0: the results, right? that's one way. But if cupping therapy is true, if suctioning your skin, putting a vacuum on your skin helps my muscles, and it's true, I really would like to know it. And if it's not true... I don't want to believe it. Right. So 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 I really, that's why I'm asking you how you know what you know, because if it's true, if it's a true belief, I'd like to believe it. And if it's not a true belief, I'd rather believe something else.
1: Right. Mark, when we do a follow-up podcast, I can't bring my cups. I put it right on you. And then you can tell me and your audience to say, hey, man, this.
0: But it doesn't seem like that's a test, because if it doesn't work, you're telling me cupping therapy still works. And if it does work, you're telling me cupping therapy works.
1: Right. So when you believe in something so strong, right, and you can see that something is effective not only for yourself, but for many other people in the public, you know for you and your, your people, you know it's the truth. It's just you cannot prove it in a sense right. through a test.
0: So if Johnny comes up here and Johnny says, and I know how strongly you believe in cupping therapy, that strongly, Johnny comes up here and says, I do not believe in cupping therapy. I don't think it works. I don't think it does anything. And he really, really believes it strongly. And and you believe your belief just as strong. I just want to know what's true. How can I find out? You can find out by asking, who is it, John? John, Johnny, sure.
1: Say, hey, Johnny, what bothers you? Right? He may have a shoulder, a frozen shoulder mm-hmm. from playing baseball all his life. And if John say, hey, I'm not able to do this uh-huh. motion with my right throwing arm for over 10 years. And, and then you give him cuppy, cupping and therapy. And then I do my thing for he rotated cuff, say right. 10 minutes. Mhm we take the cups off right here right and you are on your show and then we ask him to mimic that motion right and then if it happened to be effective and true Johnny would have a look on his face that say oh my god this thing works right so right. that's how you mark as the spectator right. can find out say hey cupping actually worked it did something for Johnny right so that how I would Uh, prove to you that, hey, this thing works.
0: And if it didn't work for him?
1: Then I say, give me a couple more shots.
0: And if it didn't work for him?
1: After two or three more sessions of the same metrics, same spot, 10-minute treatment for two or three more sessions. If it didn't work, then I would say, huh, it didn't work for Johnny. However... It did work for Joe, Mary Beth, Josephine, Jennifer of the same issue, frozen shoulder.
0: So, But you would still go on believing that cupping therapy works?
1: Yes, because the rate of failure where it didn't work is so low.
0: But even, I think you're telling me no matter what the rate of failure is, you would still believe in cupping therapy.
1: Well, I wouldn't say... Whatever rate of failure, I say because it's very low. That throughout my 15 years career. The, yeah. the failure where it didn't work for the public is so low compared to the successful rate, right? We live in an era where just the science, just the data is so important. If you look at the percentage of being successful and treatment that are not successful.
0: Well, well back to my Jell-O example. Let's say Jell-O doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I believe it, but it doesn't work. How can you help me? How can you help show me that it doesn't work? Have many more people
1: who have the same
0: migraine
1: okay. condition as you. Say ten other people have them eat the same jello that you're eating.
0: Right, and then I could com- comfortably know that jello doesn't work.
1: Exactly. So y-
0: and you- we could do that with cupping therapy.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: And so then if and then if we gave cupping therapy to 10 people and it didn't work, then it does, doesn't work,
1: then I would start to have doubts. But okay. but I'm so confident, Mark. If we have 10 people okay. with rotator frozen shoulder problems, right. right? If we we bring 10 in for an experiment and we did the same treatment for all 10 subjects, I get you. I would say one or two, maximum three would say, ah, oh, that was crap.
0: Right. So I get where you're coming from. So, what I'm really trying to get down to is we're all walking around with these intense, really strong beliefs, and we believe them so strongly. And we, a lot of us have these beliefs that can't be shown to be false if they're false. I'm not saying they're false, but. I think a lot of us have beliefs that aren't true, and there's no way to know that they're not true. And I'm wondering if the fact that all of us have these strong beliefs, and a, a good number of them might not be true, that that could get us into trouble somehow, you know?
1: Right. So if it's a false belief that it's not true, yeah, that can get us in trouble We can't use our common sense, right? And say, hey, man, eating 20 jello a day might not be healthy for me.
0: But if someone said they want to use common sense to say that cupping therapy is not true, that doesn't... I would imagine that wouldn't jive well with you.
1: Right. I would say, hey, if that's your belief, I respect it. Yeah. We go on our merry way, right?
0: Should we respect beliefs that are not true?
1: We should, right? So it based on individuals. So you're Mark Solomon. You believe Jello help you with your migraine. Who the heck am I to say, oh, you crazy, right? Whatever the individual believes, as long as it's not it's, it's not harmful to society. What if I respect the person,
0: but I decide not to respect the belief if I think that there is not a healthy level of evidence to show that that belief is true,
1: right? So that is a different opinion, right? It's okay, but differ different belief in whatever the person believes in, it's, as long as we can express that, yeah, in a two way adult conversation, right? I'm not saying, oh, Mark, you full of shit. That's disrespectful, yeah, right? I say, Mark,
0: but we can have different opinions. Exactly, we have. We can have. Different beliefs. But presumably you want to know what's true. Right? So the truth does set you free. Let me let me ask you this. If cupping therapy wasn't true, I'm not saying it's the case, but if it wasn't true, right, right. would you want to know it? I would
1: want to know it, right? So I would want to know so I can respond and address all these thought and belief I have in it all these years.
0: If it wasn't true how would it change your life?
1: Oh, it would change drastically, right? Because that's what I do for a living. That's Uh, how I earn my income. That's how I support my family. That's how I pay my mortgage. I understand. So
0: if it wasn't true, and it seems like there's a lot riding on this belief. Oh, yeah. You believe it, but also it's a livelihood. You get a lot from this belief. Right. And just thinking of this just as a a thought experiment or, or hypothetically... If it wasn't true, would you what would you do what would you would you have a different profession you have any idea what you do
1: right I would immediately stop doing cupping therapy. I'll just do my massage therapy, okay, right so when I do cupping i i
0: so you would still do massage therapy right. but not cupping therapy
1: right so cupping therapy is a big part of what I do yeah, but if it's proven or per se. It's known like, oh, that's placebo, that pseudo. Yeah. And it's proven to not be true, proven to not be effective. Right. I'll sever my relationship with company therapy, right. you know what I'm saying?
0: But as it stands, that's not possible because it doesn't seem like anyone could show you that.
1: Right. So there are...
0: What if I told you that I only wanted to believe in things that could be shown to be false if they're false? And I did not want to believe in things that cannot be shown to be false. What do you think about that?
1: Mm. I would, uh, we would get along very well. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Would you agree with that statement? I would agree, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh. So let me say this, though. Although the medical profession say that there are no scientific evidence to prove cupping therapy works at the same time. Okay. There are no scientific evidence to prove that cupping therapy does not work. So it's butting heads, right?
0: How do we show that something like cupping therapy doesn't work if it doesn't work? How would we show that any therapy doesn't work?
1: So you would test out a therapy, in this case, cupping therapy... On subjects who has certain muscular condition or some type of
0: of uh, these illness, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Exactly. So exactly. there is a test we could do with cupping therapy. Yes. So if we did this test and it turned out for whatever reason that they did not be- get better, then we would have less confidence that right. cupping therapy works, and we would right. believe less in it.
1: Right. So the medical pre- uh, is that, world is that is
0: that. Is that- that's correspond accurate. to what you believe.
1: Yes, that's accurate, Mark. Okay. So, so it's like your word, right? And you got to prove it. Yeah. Like Cupping therapy, the the medical world, it's not gonna spend time to to test it out to say it doesn't work. It's the responsibility of the people who believe in it to prove that it works. Yeah. So I like to see the other side
0: to do it to prove that it does not work. How can you prove a negative? How can you prove that something doesn't exist? Right. You would take... Let's say I believe that green turtles don't exist. How do I prove that green turtles don't exist?
1: You better go kill all them green turtles.
0: (laughs) It seems to... To prove that green turtles don't exist, I would have to account for all the turtles in the world and to make sure that none of them are green. Right. That's a hard test.
1: Exactly. Is that a
0: realistic test?
1: It could be if you put your will to it. If God willing and you're willing to, it can't happen, right? Look, we make heavy metal fly airplane, right? We make tons... Tons of metal flowing water. I'm sure we can find out about turtles. All
0: right, so we can account for all the turtles (laughs) and then account that they're all some other color other than green.
1: Right, right. Hmm.
0: Okay. (laughs) Man, your mind's been done. A little bit. (laughs) I really appreciate you talking with me. This is a wonderful conversation. I I love your... uh, your enthusiasm about this—this oh, this is wonderful. You, Mark. Thank yeah. you for inviting me on, man. Yeah, and this is this is really nice, and I really—I uh, I bet your clients really enjoyed speaking with you.
1: You know, I tell them all the time: if I make you feel better just by talking to me, I gotta charge you a different service rate. I'm not <laughs> a shrink, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I wonder sometimes if therapy is like Reiki and cupping therapy, and I wonder if there is that aspect of it, like. You're a shrink in some ways, in addition to the therapy you're doing, I wonder.
1: right. All joking aside that human element yeah. is very important, right? Yeah, in any therapy, I don't care if it's touch, physical touch, yeah. or just verbally talking to someone. That's a form of therapeutic. Yeah,
0: we right? need to have that conversation and dialogue and yeah exactly it's nice to that, have
1: to to hear someone out. yeah, not just talking, to hear them. To right. listen and have empathy right. for for where they're coming from, yeah. for the content yeah. that they are spilling to you. They have a lot of trust right. to confide in you, right? To tell you about what they're going through, right? Especially what all of us going through last year, right? For someone to confide in you, you better have an open mind, open heart to digest that. It can be very heavy, You know, yeah, so I I joke around quite a bit to lighten up the the situation, but you you know, sometimes you got to turn it on to be sincere, to have the empathy so that they can tell. And my client knows when it's the joking Nick and when it's the the serious Nick, and and we can have a a dope conversation.
0: Have you ever had a situation where cupping therapy is not working? and you change the way you're interacting with the client, you're talking, and that helps?
1: Mark, that's a great question. I I would like to have that happen to me one of these days. I never had it happen yet to me. Okay. So I can't tell you that experience. I never had it yet.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I've learned a lot about cupping therapy, and it's honestly something I uh, did not know much about.
1: Yeah, well, I, I thank you for having me on, and Anytime you want to find out more or get an experience, yeah. let me know. All well, right, We can do we something. Can do that. We set something up and uh, it'd be a great experience for you and yeah. your
0: audience. That's a good idea. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week. You're fun.